Must be Tommy messing things up then. Uh, yeah. It always it, it always is. This is. I feel like this is the first time I've heard it in a long time. Right. Like, Are you ready? 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 Same thing Three, I always two. do. <laughs> yeah, Tommy fucks it up. Surprise! Surprise! show on the road all right welcome back to last man's opinion dan's just gonna talk for 45 minutes get ready everybody yeah. we have a loose agenda loose all right we're gonna limit you to 25 minutes on the giants dan okay all right who saw the game Rich, you see the game of course what are your thoughts um you good a win is a win. I mean, that's the most important thing. It was maybe it wasn't maybe pretty. It wasn't pretty. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the ugliest wins. Um, again, a win is a win. That's all that matters. Yeah, I know. Win to win. Two and zero. Um, big game Monday night. I'm a little more worried because the backup quarterback, who I don't know, I had no expectations of on Dallas was surprisingly competent in the game this week. Yeah. Played pretty well. Played pretty well. Right like, from the uh, opening drive. Didn't even need a warm-up or anything. Just got right into it. I like the, um, you know, I'm so high, uh, obviously, on the Giants. I mean, they didn't play. They did like Rich said, win is win. Um, defense played well. Uh they're going to be – I like Wink. I think he's a great coordinator. They look fired up. They look ready to go. They're getting turnovers. They're flying to the ball. They're playing without their two best pass rushers, who I think most both might be back on Monday. So that'll be big. Um, I mean, they're playing with, like, four yeah, backs. I don't know. Not, what? You don't know what? What don't you know, Rich? And he's back. back. So what were you saying? Um – I don't know how well the Giants defense played, in all honesty, because Baker was so bad that I don't... He missed a lot of wide-open throws, so it's it's a little hard for me to judge this week. I thought the Giants defense played better week one than this week. You know, there were plays that Carolina left on the field just because Baker was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there were plays every week. Uh that teams leave on the field. So I don't know how, I always don't know how fair an assessment that is. I mean, and plus like the Giants, who they play in next week. Like in all fairness, how many quarterbacks can always take advantage of those plays? Less than 10 in the league, right? Yeah, but these were average passes that he was missing. They weren't even difficult throws. Yeah. It was like throws to the flat pretty much that he was just missing. Yeah. It, yeah. it was bad. I came away. I came away, and my main thought from this, my main takeaway from this game was, I thought Carolina was going to be a competent football team, and watching Baker play this game, uh, they're going to stink. And to, to me, for that to be my main thought after this game was how bad Baker was. That that tells me that that's the story of the game for me. Yeah, um, they like the Giants getting turnovers. Um, 
I think the defense, uh, you know, is going to play hard. I think they're going to get turnovers. I think they're going to be keep the team in games. Um, I think the play calling is going to keep the team in games. And like, I mean, I, they're not going to be. I don't. They're not going to be more talented than any team they play. So that's always going to be a, a downside for the Giants. So it's always going to be about coaching. Uh, can they out scheme them? Can they get plays? Can they get turnovers? Like that's they're, they're never going to step on the field and be like have more talent than the other team. So that's going to suck. So, but the good news is you can see immediately through two games what a competent coaching staff does oh. for you. It, it wins you these close games that you would have had no shot of winning the last couple of years. It's more of an yeah. opportunistic oh, totally. year. That's what it seems like. They see they see a chance and they take it. And I'm a big fan of the aggressive play calling. I was only watching on my phone, so watching the, like, whatever it is, through the fantasy app. And I saw a bunch of, like, going forward on fourth downs and, you know, wouldn't have seen that in previous regimes. So good to see And that. they just... And, 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 you know, I'm not... Um, you know, it's on clips on Twitter, like, just, like, the... the how, how the you know, offensive play calling sets up plays for later on in the drive. So they'll run the same formation and do the same motions out of it. And they'll run to the right, run to the right, run to the right. And they'll do it one more time. And this time it's a pass out to the flat and the tight ends wide open because everyone's expecting, you know, the same. So, so that it's just, it's much more creative. It's, it's easy passes for Jones. Um, it doesn't seem like I, rocket I like science, but it's like cohesive. There's a plan. Yeah, it's a plan. Yeah, that's it. it there's just, it's a plan. Like it's not. Yeah, it certainly isn't like we're um, just getting over the bar here. <laughs> it's, a, it's a plan, and, and and like you know, you, you look at and here's because I know it's going to come up because Rich is going to ask me where do I stand on Daniel Jones? It was was not a good week for him. Uh, I don't think I don't it was think. bad though. So funny you, you, say you that. talk about his QBR increased from last week. From the week before. <laughs> well, but his passer rating went down. Passer rating yeah. was the thing we were looking for last week that we could last not week, put yeah, our no, finger on it. I, <laughs> I, I would say, it, so you say Baker left a lot of plays on the table. I think Daniel Jones did the same for the Giants. Uh, I think he had guys running open in the secondary that, that he, he, didn't, he didn't look to. And it, that's, Tommy was here, he'd be all over that because that's, that's something he's been very critical of. Well, he's he's uh, going to criticize the Giants no matter what they do. They could well, be, play a flawless true. game, and he's going to criticize them. <laughs> true, true. He's never going to be happy until they win the Super Bowl. And then even then, he's going to shit all over them. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I will uh, say, just looking at the stats here, not watching the game, it seems like he played a much shorter game. The average for passing was down per pass. Yep. The longs yep. were down. Yep. Stacks were down too, which is good. But still, it just seems like they were playing a shorter game. I'm not sure what the Panthers secondary looks like, but um, uh, did that have anything I, I think to do it was with probably it? more. I think it was probably more the the Panthers pass rush than their secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he doesn't really take shots downfield, and and that's but and this is what I would say. It was a very conservative. He didn't take a lot of shots downfield. He did enough to win the game. I mean, he, he, he can't be. He can't be a game manager. Like, like you can't win a Super Bowl with a game manager unless you're playing with like the 2000 Ravens or like an all-time great defense. Uh, like that's not what you want in the quarterback position. That's what I feel like he's kind of slowly morphing into a little bit here. Um, 
But it's still really tough to judge him because his first three years, he had terrible coaching and awful offensive line play. And then, like, this year, it's not like it's... And, like, the coaching obviously is better. But, like, like look at the receivers he's throwing to. He's throwing to uh, an uh, undrafted free agent and a journeyman sixth, you know, guy who's been in the league for about four years who's never... The first time he's on, like, the first time that he's playing, start, like, starting in the, in the league, and he's been in the league for, like, four or five years. So, like, these aren't guys that are, like, all-time receivers here. And, and then he has Shepard, who I like Shepard, but, you know, he's had numerous injuries. His tight end's a rookie. Um, Kenny Galladay's so, non-existent. Galladay's non-existent. Wandale Robinson has, has been hurt most of the season. And same with Tony. I mean, Tony will play a couple plays a game here and there, but he's been banged up. So, like, he's not really throwing to anybody good. I mean, Giants, I would, I would say Giants don't have a top – 50 wide receiver in the league. Yeah, maybe in um, top 70. You might be right. It might not even be top 70. So, like, I feel like that's really tough when you don't have mm-hmm. a number one or two receiver, like a legit number one or number two receiver. Again, I like Shepard, but, you know, he can't do, you know, he can still get a big play here or there, but he's not the same player as he, as he was. Galladay, like Roland said, is non-existent. And then... Uh, there are other two receivers, uh, James and honestly, I don't even forget the other guy's name, are just like, you know, it's amazing that they're playing and what they're getting out of them. And then they tied into Rook. So, like, you know, he has Barkley, but there's that, and then there's their interior offense. Like, this, the center and the two guards can't block anybody, especially on the pass. They get blown up. Like, that's where they give up, like, all their pressures. And I think Daniel Jones, I th- think I saw that, that said Daniel Jones uh, has been pressured on. Uh, leads the league in pressures on dropbacks. So, like, I think he's been pressured on, like, 60% of his dropbacks, which, like, leads the league. Like, that's just too much. You're being pressured on 60% of your dropbacks. Um, so do you think so, it's going to be more of the same this week against Dallas, especially with Micah Parsons? I do. Um, well, because you know what they do, which and I imagine they still do it. They, like, just move Micah around. Mm-hmm. And find like the weakness on the right. on the offensive line. Like he's not just going to run outside. Effective. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just going to match him up. Um, but that's why it's like tough to to gauge how good or how good Daniel Jones could be because like this always happens. Like the offensive line not good. He doesn't have any weapons. So you know, and and, and then what do you do at the end of the, you know? So Rich, what, what's what's always your question at uh, about Daniel uh, Jones? Where do I stand on stock up or down in regards to resigning him? Uh, I think I would say down after this week. I don't think, you know, because whatever the option is, either you're going to give him a, a multi-year contract or you're going to franchise him. Yeah. Multi- I, don't, I don't see multi-year, how you can do that. I don't see how you can do that either. Like a multi-year contract, even if it's team-friendly, it's still going to be, what, three years, $60 million? Yeah, it's still an ex- any. Oof. Starting right? quarterback contract is a big contract, big even contract. on the low end. Yeah, so it, it, like, maybe you get him for 15 a year, maybe, but, like, that would be a real bargain. You're probably talking 15 to 20, and then a franchise, even though it's only one year, is going to be close to, like, $30 million a year. Yeah, might be more than that these days. Might actually. be might be more than that, yeah. Who else so, would pick him up, though? Like anybody. Well, I don't know. 
I don't Carolina. know how many teams he'd fit on, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know either, but like, I don't know if you're the Giants, if you can commit. Look, I, I, I think, I think if you think, you know, it depends what he shows this year. Like, like, could like a Washington who they think have a really good defense, but their quarterback situation sucks. Could like Daniel Jones come in there and compete for the starting job and maybe win it and, and be able to do whatever? Or like Denver, like Russell Wilson looks like he shot. Like I think I think he could go to a team that they think defense, like they have all the pieces except a competent quarterback. And you, your hope is basically Daniel Jones is a competent enough quarterback for you to, you know, win games. So, I mean, that, that would be my guess. Like how Kirk Cousins went to Minnesota. Like, I wouldn't do it, but it happens all the time. Trubisky, you know, all these guys is kind of, it's like, okay, he's competent enough. He can start in this league. We have good players around him. He didn't have good players in New York. We can get him to a league average quarterback. And because we're so talented, maybe we end up making a run to the playoffs or to whatever. I mean, that, that's, that's what I would think. Yeah, Steelers but, are in the game still here. First half looks like it's going to be tied up. There, Cleveland stinks. Yeah, they missed an extra point earlier. Oh, okay. So, so they didn't. Miss not an tied extra up. Point, yeah. I thought they just scored or something. <laughs> no, no, yeah, Cleveland <laughs> missed extra point. So I, I know Rich's answer, but uh, legit or fake, Rich two and zero. Oh, fake for sure. I mean, it's not. I mean, we've all. I mean, me and you have watched the two games. Yeah, there is there is nothing that you can say. Like I would say, at, at this point, they obviously have a bottom ten offense in the league. Yeah, I would. Think I, so. I, th- I think that's fair to say. Oh yeah, I think so. And uh, I Tommy, it, I if Tommy say. was here, I'll speak for him. Oh, they have a bottom three offense in the league. What are you talking about, bottom ten? But I'm not going to yeah. be that harsh on them. <laughs> yeah, I think um, bottom ten is fair. I mean, I've seen Pittsburgh looks terrible. The Cleveland, you know, there's plenty of bad teams. And I don't think their defense is good enough to say they're a top. 10 defense at this point. I'm, I'll put them in the top 15. Yeah, I think they're middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Top top yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, think, I, think they're a, I think they're a league average defense. Let right. me give you so, the two best qualities right now. Coaching <laughs> and <yep>. hope. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... The, they're not giving up. So those are their best qualities right now. And, and their coaching is really good, which is great. Yeah, one of my um, two. <laughs> it's really good. I love um, their coaching oh, so far. And let's well, number three is their field goal kicker. They might have the best field goal kicker in the league. Oh yeah, that's true. He is, like I said, MVP of their team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's Gano is like a superstar apparently. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, their coaching uh, obviously is and and. and but like what concerns me with Carolina. So like Barkley was great in week one. Um, he wasn't as good in week two. But I mean, Carolina basically, and this, this is what, where the Giants are going to be screwed eventually. Carolina basically loaded up to stop Barkley. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I mean, what did he get? Like 70, 75 yeah. yards on the ground? So he did okay. But they, de- so like. They made him work for it. I mean, it was over 20 carries. You're going to kill him that way. You're going to kill him. Plus like, I don't, like if, if, if they're putting eight guys in the box, like you, I don't know if it's Jones or if it's the talent receiver they have, but you have to at least punish them deep one time in the game. 
like they're playing a single high safety if they if they if they're putting eight guys in the box. You can't you can't beat some you can't beat them deep one time. Well, let me ask and you get that, like a 50 I, I 60 yard play. I, now looking back, how many times did they try like a play action deep bomb which you have to try a couple times throughout the game just to keep the defense honest. I feel like I don't remember they, so seeing they that. didn't they didn't they didn't I don't, not not that I recall either. And it so and this is where I don't know what the situation is. Like the interior of the defensive of their offensive line was getting killed on Sunday. So is it like well we can't do that because we're not going to have enough time to get that right. playoff. Right. Like and I, I mean, that was the same thing with Joe Judge. I mean, people killed him for that, too. And it's like, now Judge was, you know, he had Jason Garrett running the worst offense uh, in league history. So it's not like there was any creativity there. But, like, that's why I, it's like, like, the two tackles look good. Evan Neal and um, Andrew Thomas look, you know, Neal struggles, but he's a rookie. And Thomas, looks, Thomas, I think, is rated as the best offensive lineman in the league, a left tackle in the league so far through two weeks. So, like, that's good. But the center and the two guards, they were killed against Carolina. So, like, that's why it's always so tough to judge Daniel Jones. It's like, okay, it, does he not have time to see the, the deep guy coming open? Or, you know, is the pressure, like, at his feet? Like, and that's such a bad place to get pressured when you're a quarterback because you can't step up and throw the ball. I don't know. It's very difficult to judge Daniel Jones. And so, like, a part of me thinks it's, like, not fair. Like, he's thrown to, like, uh, like a bunch of no-names. His offensive line is bad. But, Rich, let me tell you, if they win Monday night, though, you know what I'm going to say? Super Bowl. Playoffs, at least. <laughs> Play- Playoffs! <laughs> Super Bowl might be a bit aggressive. <laughs> but, you yeah. never know at this point. The people we were picking for the playoffs in the Super Bowl look like complete ass right now. Yeah, the Colts look That's awful. True. Awful. So do the Bengals. Ah, it's your Bengals. Yeah, they- they, they both look like... Colts, I don't understand what's up with the Colts. Not to get it completely off the Giants. But what the fuck's up with the Colts? They look awful. It's the same team that they had last year, except the new quarterback. Yeah, Matt that Ryan. was their main strength. Be- Everyone's coming back. <laughs> Everyone's coming back. And I think Matt Ryan was better than who they have last year. Wentz, right? Yeah. 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 I would have taken Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz. Me too. Yeah, what the hell happened? And they have the best running back in the league. They've scored 20 points through two games. It's unbelievable. I don't know what the deal is with them is. Just like the Titans. Yeah. Titans are about well, 20 Titans, points through two Titans, games, too. Titans, I could, I think anybody who is not Ryan Tannehill's family could see the Titans collapse coming. <laughs> like, after that playoff game, I don't know how you can come back. Because, like, he's not a great quarterback. And they yeah. had a good team last year, and he's Fuck that up for them. Yeah, I wonder how, what that does for the morale of the team. Like, you end the season like that, and then you come back with the same quarterback. That has to be kind of a morale. And say the same quarterback who's like not like it's not like oh shit, you know. It's like whatever. Tom Brady had a bad game. He's come back. We'll be fine. You know, it's not like that. Well, it's fucking Ryan Tannehill too. He's not having a great year. <laughs> no. And that's putting a lot of pressure on Tannehill, and I don't think he deals well with pressure, as we saw. I don't in think the he playoffs. does either. Yeah, he yeah. needed and, and they don't have Derrick any... Henry to be that release valve. And they they, they traded away who AJ Brown or whatever the receiver well, who was a receiver AJ Brown right? Yeah. Um, Isn't he on the so uh, like... Eagles now. Yeah. Yeah. And then and they drafted a, 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 a rookie wide receiver. They did. <laughs> they did draft a rookie. Yeah. So like yeah, Tennessee done. 
But Richard, tell, tell me about those Eagles. Fly, baby, fly. Yeah, like they, they look legit two and zero. Yeah, they they do look like a legit two. That was a Hertz good win on probably, Monday. He probably Hate put to together it. his back, best back to back games in his career so far. Who hurts? Yeah. Who they? Who they? Oh, Minnesota! They crushed Minnesota. Yeah, I did not see that one coming. And Minnesota's a sleepy good team. I think I think we all picked Minnesota to win this Pretty game, much. except maybe except Tommy, maybe. Maybe. We'll have to roll the tape. Yeah. Yeah, rewind it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, uh, Hertz looked amazing. Um, he was making the all deep- the right reads, making the right scrambles. You know, end of the game, he was uh, sliding in to avoid hits. Um, defense mixed in the blitz this week, which they didn't do in week one. So this, this is the first week that Eagles fans are not calling for the defensive coordinator to get fired. They look good. They legit, look. legit, probably the first week in the past. But, you know, since like week six of last season. Who are they play? Who are they playing this week? Uh, Washington. Oh, let's end Washington season early, huh, Rich? I mean, they'd be one and two. I mean. Yeah, but Done. I feel like, but I don't want to. I don't want to give him any hope. Like let's let's get him on a on a little losing streak. Yeah, get him to one and five, and then that season's over. Yeah, I think I saw something like Wentz has the put up like the most yards through two games for a new quarterback on a new team or something like that. Oh really? I mean, he's yeah. gonna be fired really? up for this game, by the way. Yeah, he's. I would have thought not... that would have been uh, Fitzpatrick, like two years ago. He had those like two game. I think he put up like fifty fantasy points. Was it his first, first, first two games, though? Yeah, he uh, did do that, but I don't know if it was his first two. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it was the, the stats about the first two games. Yeah, a little, little semantic-y. Mm. Yeah, it is. So Wentz is back <laughs> for 650 yards, seven touchdowns, and three interceptions. But at the same time, you know, those stats sound good. At the same time, you know, he's still the same where he holds on the ball too long and takes a bunch of sacks. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get yeah. Let's give the Commanders a loss this week. Come on, Rich. End it. No. Oh yeah. I'm definitely picking the Eagles this week after picking them to lose last week for sure. When do the Giants? Giants don't play, wait. Giants play them twice in December. No. What are they playing? I could be right. Giants play them just. Oh yeah, December 18th. <laughs> the Commanders play the Giants in back-to-back weeks. Well. Really? Back to back? Or is there a buy in between? Yeah, there's a buy in between. That's so weird, though. Okay. That's a new thing they've been doing the last couple of years. Even in division games? That seems odd to me. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. It's kind of annoying. Like, you like to space it out a little bit in division games. I wish they did it like baseball, where they dumped a bunch of division games at the end of the season. They well, used do to that? do that. Not I'm as sure they do that. Well, a little bit, but. Not as much as they used to. So they used to do that. Well, like the like Eagles, the, two of their last four games are division games. Yeah. Like Giants, the, Cowboys. Play them all. Last four. Last four uh, in division. Three out of their last five are division games. Oh, okay. Last four. You heard me. <laughs> now you're getting greedy, bro. <laughs> I just want to see people squirm at the end. Yeah. Giant, yeah, Giants play three of the last five, uh, four of the last six. Oh, five of the last seven. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see, Rich. What do we think? All right. So, time to revamp the schedule here. I mean, next two games are Cowboys-Bears. Yeah. Start with Monday night, Rich. 
And let me tell you, the Cowboys is obviously their toughest game, but I'm I mean, forty percent against the Cowboys, fifty-five percent against the Bears. And let me tell you, I'd go. A, I, I feel like, and I kind of disappointed. I feel like Giants that are not going to be there, but I feel like Giants Stadium is going to be nuts on Monday night. Oh, I don't say. I, I never. Right. I think Giants Stadium is top ten worst stadiums in the league. Worst atmosphere, everything. I mean, I think it's awful. But however, uh, like if you if you do you hear like Wink talking? About, I, I don't know if you follow along uh, Giants Twitter. You probably don't. I do. <laughs> oh, you do. So like you know, all the players are talking about like uh, you know they're making it like a whiteout Monday night. Um, they're telling everybody to wear like I'm in white and just like you know. And like even before, like before last week's game, they were they were telling the fans to get loud and like like all week they were like pumping up the crowd, you know. And like they're doing the same thing this week, and uh, I like it. It's so much of a change than what it has been the last I don't know, fifteen years or so. There, it's like you know, it's like you're going to a fucking funeral sometimes. Like you just go there and you sit quietly. It's awful atmosphere. But uh, but last Sunday, I heard it was really loud, and I can't imagine. Like, obviously, the night games are always a little more raucous than uh, than the 1 yeah, p.m. games. For sure. Um, crowds a little younger, and, a little more booze flying around. And, and I feel like crowds always get better after a team, an organization goes through a drought and is bad for, like, oh, totally. five-plus years. You know, you get that pent-up energy, and then once they get good or even a, a little bit good— crowds get crazy oh well because especially you get like that that range of um fan that you know let's say they were like i don't know like that young fan that's like in a perfect wheelhouse like they were maybe 20 when the giants were were last good and now they're like 26 27 and now that that's like you know you like to have a good team in your in your youth a little bit right and now you can drink a little bit and go fucking bananas because t- yeah, I totally agree. I feel like it's that's the best time when uh, when teams not been good and then they start to get a little little good yep. and then people go crazy. Like look at the Knicks two years ago when they made the playoffs. Yep. Right. It got crazy. Yeah. It got crazy. Or or even last year after they beat the Celtics in the first game of the season. Yep. Like people went nuts. Yeah. Yeah. No, the second I, regular season game. I love those crowd atmospheres after the drought. Love it. Oh, me too. Because people are like, yeah, uh, it's great. Because like then it's like you, you know, like no, like you can't find any giant fans for x amount of years, and then all of a sudden they're all here at one place going fucking crazy. <laughs> they can finally bust out their giant gear again. Again, <laughs> dust it, dust off the tiki barber sweatshirt. I'll probably put on my Manning jersey on Monday. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah. So Monday night, I can't wait. Uh, I mean, it's not like I would go anymore, anyway. Even if I live in New York. Can't go to the night games anymore, Rich. Too old. What? Is your dad going to go? Or probably not. No, he doesn't go to the night games anymore. Yeah, no, I don't do those either. Unless, yeah. unless I'm going to, like, take the next day off of work and I can stay in a hotel I mean, or something. That's yeah. the only way I'll go. I mean, he might. He, he, he retired, like, a couple weeks ago or a month ago. So, I mean, he's not doing anything else. So, he could go, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, but I doubt it. Just because, like... You know, he's not going to like to drive at night and the game gets over. You know, you're not going to get out of the stadium until like 1130. 
I'm going to say he's definitely not going because he asked me if I wanted any tickets this year. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's never said that to me before. <laughs> yeah, well, he has, he's, you know, a lot of his buddies are getting older, so like none of them want to go to the game anymore. He wants to write oh, them really? off as a client expense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, he does. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so none of his friends want to go to the games anymore. So like, he has a hard time like getting rid of the tickets. And then, like, if the team sucks, you know, this, this team sucks. Nobody wants to buy them. So then, See, you know, what I would sucked. do is sell all the tickets while hope is still high. Yeah, and then you can sell go to the games right that are blowouts. No one will be there. You just drink and have yep. a good time. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like I, I bet he, like, but my dad's also weird because he, he doesn't uh, even try to sell them, right? He doesn't try to sell. Them. No, he doesn't fucking try to sell them, which blows drives me fucking shit. Yeah, like even if you're getting a hundred bucks for them, it's better than zero. Oh, do, do you know why he doesn't sell them? Right, because he doesn't want to deal with the hassle. No, no. Because, uh, as I'm sure you know, Rich, as a former season ticket holder, uh, <laughs> you are responsible oh, for true, whatever yeah. happens in your seats. Yep, that's true. And, I, and I so, that's such a dumb rule. I hate that. Such a dumb fucking rule. Like, I mean, you, you sell them. Like, not your ticket table. So he doesn't like to sell them to strangers because he's like, I don't want to sell... I appreciate this point. The second point, I don't, I don't agree with. He's like, I don't want to sell them because what happens if I sell them to Cowboy fans? I'm like, okay. So he's like, I don't want Cowboy fans or Eagle fans in my seats. Although, I guess that's changed because he offered them to you. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Whoever gives me money is right. It's money. Yeah. And, and then he's like, and then he's like, and what happens if I give him? It's like Monday night game. A couple twenty-five-year-old kids are gonna get wasted. You know, get kicked out of the stadium, and I lose those tickets that, that we've had for. And honestly, I don't even know if that's true anymore because of the fucking uh, PSLs. Like, I feel like they can't take it away. You bought the C license. That's true. I didn't think of that. So I don't, like, that's the excuse he's used for years. And I was like, I don't even know if that's true anymore because how would they, they're going to force you to sell your seat license? Like, before they could just take them away and be like, no, you can't. But like, now you have to sell the seat license and then sell. Like, so I don't even know if that works anymore. But... That was his, his argument for the longest time. And I was like, just fucking sell them. Because then he complains about how much money the tickets are. Yeah. I'm like, they're a shit ton of money. Yeah, of course they are. But you could sell them. Yep. Like, he could sell Monday night. Yeah. Especially after a 2 0 start. Like, uh, this 2 0 start. The Cowboys are coming to town. Are you kidding me? I would love to go to that game. Yeah. I, I mean, it's going to be. Right? And it's, it's not like. <laughs> totally. And it's not like it's. And see, I feel like it's even better now. I know we're completely fucking off topic. Tommy would hate this. Uh, but it's even better now because I feel like so many more people work from home. Yeah. So, sure. like, it's like, fuck it. I'll just go to this game, get wasted, uh, and wake up, like, 10 minutes before my 9 a.m. meeting. And who gives a shit? Uh, I don't have to, like, get dressed and commute into work for an hour. So, like, it drives me. So, yeah, then he complains about how much the fucking tickets are. I'm like, dude, just tell him. And like, like it's a good time of year too. Was it? it, it it's it's like the end of September. Like the weather's going to be perfect. Not, not like it's not like a mid-December game here where people are going to be freezing their balls off. Ah, he could he, he could he could make a profit off these fucking tickets yep. on Monday night yep. without a doubt. 
The only way it's ever going to happen is if you say, I yeah, have to do yeah, that. Dad, I'll take the tickets yeah. and then you sell them. <laughs> yeah, and then I sell them and take the money. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I should. Well, well then he... at the end of the year, then you give them an envelope full of cash and say, <laughs> here's what I did with your tickets. Well, then you go put it to next year's tickets. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Like, okay, maybe it doesn't cover the entire season, but like, even if it covers half the games. Yeah. Well, he's coming up on set. He's coming up this weekend, so I'll have to. Uh, maybe I'll. Uh, maybe I'll see if I can do it. Yeah, I think you should. I should. I should. Um, by the way, uh, Giants-related news. You saw uh, JPP signed with the Ravens today. I did. I did. I didn't realize he was a free agent. I guess Tampa cut him. Yeah. Tampa's in the shitter. They, they are. Like by the way, what's up with Tom Brady? See his face. Yeah, he looks uh, old. Looks old and like sick, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't look good. Any more football talk? Anything else that we should cover on, on the NFL? Are we talking yeah, about I think we got the topic du jour now. <laughs> I see the tickets. <laughs> um, got some hot news. Hot off the presses today. Oh, what? Boston. Oh, the C's. Oh, yeah. Celtics news. After field reporter slash producer Roland. <laughs> he did a deep dive today. Took to the internet. Scouted <laughs> out every possible person in this scandal. And caused the Celtics to take off their organization chart off the, off the interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised and... no one mentioned that in any of the threads I was on, like on Reddit or Twitter. No one mentioned that they took down their front office staff list. That's crazy. Little do they know like, you can just go to the Wayback Machine and get it from like a couple weeks that ago. Every, every, yeah, everything is archived, baby. Yeah, because it's a high-profile site, but whatever. Yes. They did their best. So, so, Dan, how much do you think this hurts the Celtics if he officially... Because I don't think it's official yet that he's suspended for the season. Well, no, it is. The, it just came, the one-minute rundown film. of the situation in case our two listeners haven't heard it yet. So, so breaking news. Thank you. Boston Celtics have announced that head coach Emi Adugo has been suspended for the entirety of the 2022-23 season. Boston Celtics announced today that the team has suspended head coach for the season for violations of team policies. A decision about his future with the Celtics beyond the season will be made at a later date. This susp- suspension takes effect immediately. What? And, and this is just the team suspension, right? Not the NBA? This is a team suspension, not the NBA, which is crazy to me. Does that and I also, hold the NBA back from potentially looking into it further? I don't uh, know. Well, I mean, he didn't, he didn't break any... League rules, yeah. Well, like, could be a borderline ethics violation, depending on all the conditions and stuff. I mean, unless the girl ends up being underage, if it's all, but then that's illegal. Then, like, the police would be involved. That's right. I was like, it can't be that. Yeah. So yeah, I I I don't understand. Like, I, I get that there are policies, and every company has policies in place that you can't like have relationships with. You know superiors or, or, or direct reports or, or any of that type of stuff. But like for it to have gone on, like to for them to suspend him for the entire season 
I feel like it almost feels more personal than just like yeah, yeah. Well, Roland sleeping last, with like the secretary. Roland's last tweet. I don't know if it's legit, but the one that says he may oh, have been that? sleeping with the the wife of his wife. Yeah, they're related though. I think they have the same last name, but I don't think they're related. I did see another tweet that had to do with rumors of them saying to break it off and then him refusing. Right. But like, but like, also, like Ian can... said, there's definitely something personal going on. There's more going on than a simple inter-office I mean, they situation. may be related, even though they're not husband and wife, those lynches. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So she could be the niece of the SVP or something. Right. Or cousin yeah, yeah. or... But like, yeah, I don't... Yeah, that... Th this whole story blows my mind, and I feel like the Celtics have handled it terribly. I mean, like, Woj broke the story last night and it took you basically 24 hours to do anything about it. Right. So, so they let, first they let Twitter, you know, dig in and accuse this one female staff member. And then they had to come out and say, no, it's not her. Yeah. Then, then they let people continue digging until they removed the staff, you know, their staff from their team website. So they obviously were just reacting all day to the news instead of being proactive in any of the situation. And like, you don't even, it just says a violation of team policy. Like it's so, that statement is so vague that like people are going to keep like, and like the rumors out there. And I mean, Woj tweeted it, like somebody's telling them stuff. So it's like, what? And I mean, when's the yeah. last time Woj has been incorrect in any of his, you know, like his information is like, Rock solid. Right. So who do we think leaked it? Like, I mean, it has to be somebody in the front off, but like, so at this point, Woj, I think has moved on to his connections are more in the front office than with like agents and players is my understanding is that he's been now in the league long enough where a lot of the people that he had as sources now work for the teams. So like, I don't know. With Brad Stevens, for all I know. It could be. But, like, this is... It, it, it's it's so bizarre that if it's, like... Okay, he was sleeping with, like, uh, an employee who also... I feel like, who gives a shit? Be like, well, don't do that again. That. There's, no way, there's no way it's as simple as that. It can't be. Because, like, okay, even if it's against team policy, like, whatever, hey... You, Break it off, or you're suspended for a week without pay. Like, you know, you can't do this shit like that, or whatever. Like, but even still, like, even if it's, I don't know, like, normally, even if there is policies against it, normally you can sign, you know, some type of like, I don't know, like HR normally has some type of fucking form that people could fill out because, you know, or like, or like the woman could, like, the woman could quit or resign. I don't know. I'm not saying she has to, but like, it, 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 it blows my mind. Now, the question is, Celtics have handled this terribly. Their star head coach, who is probably, correct me if I'm wrong, Rich, I would say a top five coach in the league. I think he finished like top three or four in, in, in coach of the year votes this past season. He definitely was a top five coach in his one head coaching year. One, and he brought the, a team that... I. I mean, brought him to two games to win the NBA Finals. Now, he's out of there. 
They have a new, in, they have an interim coach. He's out of that for the year. They have an interim coach. What do we think happens with the Celtics this season? Oh, this is also on top of them reportedly shopping one of their best players in the offseason. Oh, Jalen Brown. Yeah. So, so, and an injury to their... Uh, uh, to Gallinari, who's basically out for the season, oh. and to Williams. Right. So they have had a terrible offseason. <laughs> And it got off to such a it got off to such a promising start too when they signed Brogdon and uh, Gallinari. People were like, "Oh my God, this team is loaded!" And then they try to then they try to trade Brown for Kevin Durant, and Gallinari blows out his knee. And then Robert Williams, the Celtics team doctors fucked him up, and Robert after saying you can't do any more damage to it, he by playing on it he does more damage to it. Now he's going to miss probably the first two months of the season. Yeah, I couldn't believe that when I saw it. <laughs> I mean, and they told him. The whole offseason. Yeah. Well, because and it was probably like, because he, he, he had, I don't know if he had the procedure, or he, he tore it. Whatever, he had that knee injury back in like May. And like, then they're like, oh, you know, and then he came back. They're like, yeah, you can't do any more damage. You're fine. Like, it's just like pain tolerance, whatever. He's like, okay. So he plays. Through the NBA Finals, and I'm sure, I mean, I don't know this, but I'm sure, like, the pain probably just never went away. And he's like, ah, you know, it, season's starting up in a couple of weeks. Like, why the fuck is my knee still bothering me? Yeah. And they're like, you know what? You actually do need surgery. Fuck that one up. All right, bud. <laughs> and that was out too much. And then the head coach is suspended for a year. Yeah, so I got to, I think, I think you got to I mean, knock them out of a top three team in the East now. Like, Right? How, how can they... Because NBA is one of the sports, it's more about, you know, coaching plays a huge role in the NBA, so. Huge role. And lineups and dealing with, like, the player's personality. Plus, like, you know, you have, um, like, all the players. Like, Aduko took him to two games to win the NBA Finals. Like, he's like, oh, shit, you know, he's a, like, the big thing in the NBA is, like, having coaches that players respect. And, like, in one season, he nearly became an NBA champion. So it's like, okay, this guy knows what he's fucking doing. Like, like, I know we, we, we kill, or Tommy likes to kill Tibbs, but, like, Tibbs has that respect, even though he's never won anything. Like, Doc Rivers has, like, that respect among the players. Like, they, you know what I mean? Like, like, like it's tougher for them to lose a, I'm not saying it's impossible, it's tougher for them to lose a locker room than, like, you know, David right. Fisdale did when he was on the Knicks coach, or, you know, some of these other right. guys. Right. Like, don't have any experience. So, yeah, I don't know. It's shocking to me. Completely blows up the East, in my opinion. Yeah, it's... I, I mean, six weeks ago, or, or, yeah, six weeks ago, you would say the top teams are like Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, in some order like that, right? For sure. And then after that, you have who? You know, whoever. Brooklyn. But now, yeah, um... well, probably not even Brooklyn at that point because you're thinking Kevin Durant's going to be traded. That's true. That's true, yeah. So now all of a sudden you have Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and, and Philly now, your new top three. Brooklyn came out of nowhere. And Detroit's probably right up there now too. The NBA is wild. Six weeks. Imagine if the next everything, got Donovan Mitchell that could have dominated. Yeah. Don't mind me, Roland. <laughs> Too, too soon, Roland. Too I soon. Man, that spite <laughs> signing just really 
really gets me. Bravo. Too soon. We don't want him to go to New York. It'll be too nice of a place off to Cleveland <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah. Get the fuck out of here, buddy. Like I, yeah, I still don't think. I think it's a good move for Cleveland. I, I, I don't think what they got from Cleveland is better than what the Knicks were willing to give up. I still don't think that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but yeah, unbelievable. Celtics might be done. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see how it plays out. And I mean, training camp starts on Monday. Does it? I think so. Uh, media day is Monday. It starts next week. So I don't know when the players and the coaches report, but me- well, I guess it's Monday because media day is Monday. Oh, man, what timing? Like literally three days before the start of the season? It's fine. Uh, it's fine. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, you know what? I see the Warriors play a preseason game on September 30th. So that's eight days away. I didn't realize. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm pretty sure uh, coaches and players report on Monday. Huh. I had no idea not, we were so not close. This one. Yeah, players with some really funny comments about getting fired on your day off. Yes. Or getting in trouble when you didn't even go to work. Yeah. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Uh, But yeah, yeah, NBA season right around the corner. But I mean, all all preseason is a waste of time. I feel like the NBA preseason is the biggest waste of time. For right. sure. Two weeks when the Giants have a couple losses under their belt. Oh, we're we'll, gonna be all um, Knicks all the time, baby. We'll yeah. revisit all Knicks all day. <laughs> <laughs> all Knicks all day. Well, we got to talk about. Uh, now we'll probably talk about the Yankees too. Yeah, yeah. To I was just gonna say if we're done with the NBA to move on to. Baseball yeah, we were just. Go ahead. Uh, one, one thing I got to say that was annoying me. You know, we watched. Um, you know, Aileen's been on the uh, Homer number sixty-one watch. Mm-hmm. So. We watched the game last night and tonight, and both nights had to hear the same fucking stories on the broadcast about Roger Maris and how much you know people were kind of rooting against him when he was yep. on his chase. Uh, Again, not a big deal. It's just yeah, word, it's the same word, word for word, like same story both nights, both telecasts. It was just oh, really? very, very, it was it, it was different crews. I, I'll give him that. You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least it was different crews. That would have been. Yeah, that would have been bad. pretty funny. It was the same freaking crew. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he hasn't hit home run tonight, though, huh? No, and you know, I brought this up. I was talking to my boss about it, who's a big Yankees fan, has season tickets and everything, and you know, he's uh, he's in the sixties, older generation, but um, you know, he's a big uh, big Aaron Judge fan. Obviously, G- he Obviously. thinks Jeter is the um, one of the top three greatest baseball players of all time. Oh yeah, this is the guy who has, who's like Incredible. completely lost in terms of baseball. Yep, yeah. I could name three better baseball players on an older Yankee team. I could name three better ba- baseball players on this Yankee team. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm not even you know, kidding. I'm probably good. <laughs> we were talking today, like why? And I briefly mentioned this in chat. Why is nobody intentionally walking Aaron Judge, especially over the last six weeks when the rest of the roster has been dog shit and he's been carrying the entire team? Oh, I, I don't know. understand. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched too closely. 
But I know at one point in the season, Aaron Judge had an inordinate amount of solo home runs. So are you just going to intentionally walk him when nobody's on base? I guess you could. It's true. But like that was that was um, that was one thing. I, again, I don't know how often that how, how how much that stat has held up throughout the course of the season. But I do remember, uh, so, I, and I don't know how many of them are. Um, I thought they were doing that to like McGuire and Bonds when they were on their home run runs. They'd like they just, were just keep were. walking just, them, just like, walk them. even if there was no one on base, just. They're just like a lie, a easy double play. Well, I guess that's the other thing. Aaron Judge is judges I mean, and an he easy steals. double play. Yeah, but... and he can steal. I mean, he, right? What, you know, what does he have? I don't know how many stolen bases he has this year, but he's had the most. Yeah, a decent amount of stolen bases, doesn't he? Let's go. Let's go to the old stat machine. I don't think he is. I mean, he's probably got a dozen. I would guess. I thought, he I thought it was closer so. to thirty. Thirty stolen bases for Judge. Uh, let me let me see. That'd be let me confirm that. Very good. That sounds unlikely. <laughs> uh, let's see. Stolen bases. Come on. Ah, oh, no, sixteen. Sorry, but it's not terrible. Couldn't stealing, couldn't stealing three times. But, um, but he is faster than McGuire and so I mean, McGuire was like yes. just you know. Except for like, when walk. he was a rookie and he was about yeah, one hundred twenty yeah, pounds but, lighter. Yeah, what's the steroids to cold? <laughs> okay, so if I'm reading this correctly, which I might not be, so I think 40 of his 60 home runs are solo home runs? That could be. Oh, we almost. Um, I mean, that, that sounds about right. Like I said, at one point he had an inordinate amount of solo home runs compared to... Um, right. so, so... That would make that, sense as why he's not getting intentionally walked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... The team has been so so bad that nobody's been on base for him. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. I mean, this obviously has been uh, the main focus of the Yankee season. But I, I got to be honest, and I think Tommy will agree if you were here. I don't, I don't, I don't see how this team, if they play the Astros, can beat Houston. George, you could carry him. Houston is the second favorite to win the World Series. Are they? Dodgers who, who are the first. Dodgers? Astros. Yeah. And then the Mets are slightly ahead of the uh, uh, Yankees. Yeah, I, yeah, I just Those are the don't. Top four. I just don't see how. I just don't see how they. I, I don't think they. I don't know. They're close in terms of talent, but like you know how some teams just have their number, and I feel like the Astros for the last however many years about the Yankees now. That's five years. That's how long it's been. I don't think they've never beaten Houston in a big game or a big series. Astros this year so, tore up both New York teams. I think. I think they did too. Does <laughs> not mean like I yeah I just don't I don't know. I'm like I like. I'm saying I'm right a big now fan they're losing. I, nope, they lost to the Orioles. So. Baltimore. I just don't see. I don't know. The. Here's my issue with this Yankee situation. I don't see this team having. This is going to sound like cheesy, and maybe your boss is right, Rich, with Jeter. In this respect, I feel like this Yankee team lacks the uh, 
fortitude to like come back from a challenging situation. Like they've never done it. And I just don't know if they're like mentally I mean, good enough to do that. I feel like they bounced back from that month long slump. Yeah. But they I mean, were so you far were ahead. you were ready to write their whole season off. After <laughs> that would have been a fucking disaster. They were like thirty games up against everybody, and then they would fucking lose. Um, and people were starting to call for Boone being fired, and now oh they bounced back. And they're playing pretty well now. Yeah, they're playing better. I just, I don't know. I I I need to see this team do it in the playoff in the playoffs. Like, you know, if you go down two games to one or. You know, like those. I know it's unfair to compare the, these teams to like those '90s teams, but like those '90s teams, like I don't think they didn't have anybody great on those teams, really. I mean, no offense to Derek Jeter. Apologize to your coworker. That, that's pretty offensive to him. <laughs> but like, you know, I like guys like Bernie Williams and Tina Martinez and Paul O'Neill. But like, they weren't. I know those guys are Hall of Famers. Like they, they were good, solid baseball players. But, like, you know, they fell down two games to none to, you know, to Atlanta in the World Series, both losing both games at home. Like, like they were down in, in big series and had to win. You know, they had to win three games in a row against Oakland. Like, like they did, and I, I get that you've never done it until you do it. But, like, this team's had five years of opportunity to show that you can kind of – that they could come out of a hole, and they've just never, never done it. So, we'll see. I feel like this really is the, you know, they, 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 you know, they have coal. I don't know. Like, if, this, if any year is going to happen, it's going to be this year. But I just don't see it, personally. Roland, Mets update. Are you concerned similarly with the Dodgers? Because I would be. Um, I mean, they took two out of three against them. I, I just feel like any series can really be a crapshoot against a good team. I will, the one thing I will say is I have the opposite thought because the Mets have fought back in so many games this year that um, that's just a good sign I think I think they so too and they haven't these had little, little injuries here and there and they I'm watching the game now called him out I don't think he was out um, and like the and like the, I think another big difference is I think like the Yankees have lost to Houston X amount of years in the playoffs like this is the same like I feel like the Met team, like, some of the players have been there, but, like, this is kind of a, a new Mets team. And, like, like you said, like, they've won a lot, of, a lot of close games in the ninth and stuff like that. A lot of big comebacks. A lot of big comebacks. I mean, you just had one the oh. other day where they were down and hit a grand slam to go ahead. That, I wouldn't have ever thought that with the Mets. Like, I don't know. I'd probably yeah, go back but, to, like, 2015 before I had that sort of, like, <laughs> that's an option right now. Well, yeah. Like, they feel – they have, like, a special feeling about this season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yep. I mean, it's different. Like, so they haven't had those losses, but, like, um, the Dodgers um, – Dodgers is such a fucking powerhouse. I know. You beat them. You can't be – you can't be like happy about playing the Dodgers or anything like that, but they're as good as they're going to get playing them this year, I think. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, like, I don't think Houston is more talented 
or that much more loaded than the Yankees. I think talent-wise, they're probably pretty even. I just think mentally the Yankees can't beat them. Like, Mets and Dodgers, like, I can see the Mets beating the Dodgers. The Dodgers have so much fuck. like, they're, they're like, all-stars up and down that lineup. They, mm-hmm. That team costs, like, $500 million. So it's, it's a little... The Astros, like, too, have that core them. group of players that have been together and have won World Series together. And I know, and they've beaten the Yankees. know what to do at that point. I know. So it's tough I, to beat them. I also think Dan might be a little too close to the situation. He's a little biased because he hates Boone so much that he just has no no faith in the Yankees doing anything as long as Boone is in control. Oh, you're totally right. And they haven't done anything since Boone's been in control. Oh, I think if they they get on a small streak before the playoffs, they're in really good shape. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's a headspace thing for them. They just need to focus, get in a little bit of a streak, and I think they'll be fine. I'm not and they have to win World the series they, fine, but I think they'll be fine. They have to win their they have to get past the, out of the first round, or else this season's a complete failure. I or at least Boone will be fired if they don't, I think. I think so too. I, I think Boone has to get out of the first round of this playoffs, and I think they have to if they play Houston, obviously I want them to win the series, but they cannot look inept like they've looked against Houston when Boone's been manager. And he's going to tie this game here, Rich? You watching it? I'm watching the football game. The one thing I will that say, and I know everyone hates baseball, the Mets <laughs> have so much pitching coming back right now that you may see split starts and stuff that is just like you haven't seen in a while. Because they, they have way too much decent plus starting pitching. So they may be able to get you know, four or five innings out of people that are, you know, B-list starters and get a lot no. more mileage out of the team and then save a lot of the middle relief, which has been the downfall. They've probably blown like 15 to 20 games this year just through middle relief. So it'll be just no. an interesting way of looking at things. And I want to, I'm interested to see how Buck handles it. So can I, my concern, I love Buck. I'm, I love when Buck was with the Yankees. My concern with Buck, if I'm the Mets, is he has historically struggled in the playoffs because of how he handles his pitchers. Well, the Orioles like, are feel... the, the noted instance of that. <laughs> yeah, they are, and even with the Yankees, like he just left guys in. I mean, obviously it's a different era of baseball when he was coaching the Yankees in the 90s, but like that's kind of been his MO. Like he just doesn't know when to take guys out and like – he rides his starters too long. It's like, no, Buck. This is, this is 21st century, buddy. No, Buck. They're in trouble. You go to your bullpen. I don't think that's been the case this year, though. He hasn't no, been shy of people after, like, four innings. But I, but playoff Buck. It's like playoff hard and playoff mm. Buck is different. Okay. So, so I, I'm, we keep our eyes and our ears peeled. That's what I'm concerned with Buck. I, I'm a big fan of Buck, but that's where he gets in trouble is these playoff series. And like it's his, this is his first year coaching. That teams, would right? be I'm so second. disappointing if they had this season where they're chasing like a hundred wins, and they just had like a horrific playoff. I'd just drink a lot. I think. Yeah, that would be. See, I think same thing for the Mets. Like you want to, obviously, you always want to win the World Series, but like you want a playoff run. You know, you yeah. want young like, team. Like, we got Scherzer back next year. 
you, you want to win the first There's, round yeah. and go into the NLCS and like make a run at the fucking thing. Yeah, if like you don't, don't want to lose the, the first round, round and lose in seven if you're going to lose. Then yeah, like that's what you want. You want good. like some excitement. Like you obviously want to win the World Series, but like if you lose in the first round, yeah, or even that's... if you win the first round and then you get swept in the NLCS, like that sucks. You don't want that. Make it fun. I think just what they're pitching, they can kind of will themselves through the first round, but they may get a bye. Oh, is it? I thought the Dodgers had that locked up. They can still get that. I think so. Oh, there you go. Are the Phillies still in it, Rich? Or are they done? I'm not even paying attention to the 20th wild card team in baseball. That makes it. Yes, they can. They can still lock up a uh, playoff spot. They got to win. Uh, they got to win tonight. They're in the ninth inning with a one nothing lead. So big, big game tonight. Playing the Braves. Are you, exci- are you excited for the Phillies uh, the season? You don't see. You, you haven't seemed too excited about it. Uh, you know, it's tough because I'm so into the Sixers that, like, I can't get into the season. The season hasn't even started yet. I know, but, it, you know, it's been an eventful offseason, I think. And, it has, it has. You know, it's, it's tough when that's going on and when, you know, when you're looking forward. Big, uh, big, big time in Philly sports here. You have the Eagles that are going to NFC favorites to make the Super Bowl. You got the... Phillies, who, who who are going to make the playoffs, probably. You got the Sixers, who are going to be going for an NBA title. I've, I've definitely watched more Phillies games this year than I have in the past. I just yeah. uh, don't talk yeah. about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, Sammy, I've actually watched. Uh, I mean, I still knock baseball. And the one thing I will say with baseball is October or playoff baseball is one of the top sporting events, period. Opening day, April, good, solid. I could then just skip the rest of the season. And then October baseball, <clears throat> I think is, I think it's one of the best, I, it, one of the best sporting events there is. I would take it over probably NFL playoff games. It's crazy. Talk, I, yeah. I, I, I do think they're really good. I get, I get into it. Like, I don't know. It's just like the, I love, um, you know, it gets a little chill in the air, Roland. You know what I mean? And you know what I love? The mo- my most fa- favorite thing about playoff baseball mm. is when you're the road team, right? And you're down like 4-3 in the top of the eighth. And then you hit like a – and the crowd's going wild. And then you, you're, you're, yeah, they hit like a two-run home run. <laughs> and like all you hear is like the away dugout going nuts. And the entire stadium is silent. I love that sound. That's my favorite thing. Odd. Like, and all you hear is them, like, you know, hollering in the dugout and, like, because, like, the entire stadium is dead silent. And all you hear is, like, your team going crazy. One of my favorite things about playoff baseball. So, I do like it. It's uh, September, August, July, June baseball and May. I, I, definitely, I can do it without. When I was younger, I definitely enjoyed it much more. You know, I think as I've grown older, I don't, I don't know, I've grown away from baseball. Yeah, me too. I've te- definitely grown away from baseball. I used to, I used to when I was a kid, be so obsessed with baseball. Yep. I remember we went away. We went to like we would go away, um, like to some fucking cottage in Bumblefuck, Connecticut, that had like no TV. It was the worst vacation, but it was my aunt's house, so we would go there. Like her vacation home. It was fucking terrible. I remember we would drive down. It was like these old country roads. You would see nothing. There'd just be wheat fields on e- either side of you. Um, 
And we would have to turn on the windshield wipers because I shit you not, there were so many bugs in the in front of you that you had to wipe them away with your windshield wiper. <laughs> wow. Just like we'd splatting up against the wind against the windshield. We'd have to like I was like, what the fuck? But anyway, we get to this place and there'd be no TV. And I would bring, you know, this is back in the nineties. So I would bring my fucking like portable radio and I'd listen to like the Yankee games. The one time I would just listen to the All Star game just to hear fucking um, what's his name? Oh shit! Oh Roberto Kelly, because he was the only Yankee that ever made the fucking All Star game. So I would, I would just listen for Roberto Kelly to get like his one at bat, and I go to sleep. I feel like that's how baseball used to be a little more central, like on Sports Center, a lot, a lot of mainstream yeah. sports media. I love baseball they tonight. Moved, they used to really focus on the different records that people were going for and stuff like that, and now it's just kind of a B-list item, C-list item. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, do you? So I used to watch, you know, baseball tonight, mm-hmm. and I remember as I watched Aaron Judge fucking gun. A guy trying to go to second on the double. Guy had the fucking yeah. cannon. But oh, I, yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> but um, but I remember when McGuire was going for you know the record, or or even when Bonds was going for it. Like if you were on ESPN, ESPN would cut live to those games yep. all the time. Every like at it bat. was like every at bat, and they would have, have an alert. Barry Bonds coming up next inning. Barry Bonds third up this next inning, and it would be like all and like the only thing you could think about. Well, that that was different. That was the best baseball of our life, in my opinion. Like the the steroid era. Like but I like, think it's fair to compare baseball now to then. But like, do you think what Aaron Judge is doing is? I don't like. Like I don't see like. How's this any different than what McGuire did when he in '98? I'm not saying it is different, but at the same time, what is different is like I don't even turn on ESPN oh, anymore. I agree. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm different, so I can't even talk on ESPN that's because true. my my TV watching style is different than it was 15 years ago. Well, that's true. Nobody goes to ESPN to watch. I don't even honestly. I don't even know what ESPN is. What ESPN is airing? So yeah, I, I, me, me neither. So I can't talk about ESPN. Like it doesn't yeah. exist in my life anymore. And, and I used to watch the Sports Center on repeat, you know, the 30 minute episode, and just watch the same episode over and over. If the Phillies won, I would watch that same yeah, episode I mean, over and over just so I can see that 10 second clip of the Phillies winning. No, me too. I would do the same thing. I, I would do this. I, yeah, I don't know what happened to ESPN. I mean, I guess Sports Center isn't, but like they used to have personalities on there Dan Patrick, Keith Overman. I think baseball um, also pissed them off. Like dude. the commissioners over time just have eroded the game. And it, they're just not playing nicely with the world. They're just going to like kill the sport, keep it pure. <laughs> they, well, they are. You're right. You're right about that. It's an but, ancestral yeah. sport at this point. I just don't. I don't know. I just don't get it. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, but, but like, you should see this all over the place, just not in New York media. Like you should see this yeah, everywhere. I like I but like but like it wasn't it wouldn't just be like I like obviously I'm I'm following Aaron Judge, but like I'm also a Yankee fan. Like but like I don't know. I mean I was having a great year. So I mean you have him going for the triple crown. Yeah. He is having an, an incredible season. Incredible. I mean he's he, 
He's going to be the second. He has if, to be if the, he wins. the lock for MVP at this point. I mean, oh, I think sure. it was pretty I'm, close before. Like, you can make an argument either way. And then he went on that tear. It was ridiculous. Now and it's, like, it's his to lose now. Yeah. And this, like, he's going to have, if he, if he went to Triple Ground, he'll be the second player to win the Triple Ground in what, the last 60 years, I think? Or 50 years, something like that. And it's like, I don't know. I thought there was someone it, in the it, early. I don't know. It was it was it would be Aaron Miguel Cabrera's the last yeah. one that he won it like ten years ago, and then I think since then it was like yeah, I don't know, like fifty but years, like, like forty years. Yastrzemski had it, but like was in the sixties, sixties maybe, maybe the early seventies. I think it was sixty six, which my boss was actually talking about this today. Of course, it was. Yes. Wow. Yeah, he, he gave me, like, the prior, like, four, um, I think it was 66, he said, or some shit. 67. 67? In the 60s. Go figure. <laughs> Producer Roland wins again. <laughs> nice. Nice call. Yeah, triple crown winners. Yeah, good call. 67. 66 was Frank Robinson. Yeah, they didn't have, yeah, I mean... So the second player in what, 40, almost 50 years, 45 years. Man, it was very, um, it happened a lot in the 30s and 40s. <laughs> it happened a lot. And it was different people. And in 1933, two different people got the triple crown. There was an AL and an NL triple crown winner. Wow. Wow. That is weird. Yeah. So. Be better, people. Come on. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> But yeah, I kind of I don't know. Like I remember watching that with Bonds or with you know when Bonds was going was going uh, against Hank Aaron's record. Like like people they would cut in all the time. Or like I don't know Albert Pujols is going for seven hundred. Like I I, I I know that, but like I haven't seen Albert Pujols and Albert Pujols a bat. Like again, they they used to cut in on this stuff all the time. Like it would be all over sports. I don't know. The, I, like, I think the modern equivalent would be if YouTube had like a like a floating video that would show like if something was popping up or something, and you could click into it. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah, they're not going to do it, but yeah. YouTube, if you're listening, well, lastman'sopinion it, at gmail dot com. Let's make this happen. Well, isn't I'll code it um, up for you. Is. <laughs> But isn't part of that like baseball? Because doesn't baseball like have a strict no? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're terrible. I mean, they are terrible. They're terrible. I'll never, like, I'll never live down that when I bought the MLB TV package, I could not watch the playoff time playoff games in real time, and it is through MLB. Yeah, that's nuts. It's nuts. You could only watch it after the like the NFL Network after the game completed. And this is a playoff game. Fox must have some rights where they, I don't, I don't know how they agreed all this stuff. <laughs> it it's, it blows my mind. It's terrible, terrible. Um, by the way, uh, it's four four in the bottom of the ninth. The Yankees Red Sox and Aaron Judge is going to that next. Oh, so, they came back. Did they come back? Yeah. And what did you say about Aaron Judge? He's up next. I'd, four, I'd four, walk him. Him. Even if nobody's on base, I'd walk him. You don't yeah, want to Corbin be number 61. Have, you don't. 
Cora made a big deal about it, though. Did you hear what he said before the series? He's like, uh, he's like, we, we didn't come here because they asked him like if, if they're gonna walk Judge, and like we didn't come here for, uh, you know, for a vacation. Like we're gonna, you know, pitch him with anybody else. Right. But you're probably right. I'd probably walk him. I mean, I mean he's the most know. dangerous hitter. I mean, and like we just said, forty of his home runs are solo home runs, and that's all he I needs know. at this point. That's the I game. Know. That's the game. It's the bottom of the ninth. I know. Uh, can't, I can't might let him beat you. Can't I might not walk him if this guy gets on base, though. Then maybe, maybe you have to pitch for him because you can't and, put the you can't put the winning run in the scoring position. No. Uh, note: Although, the Phillies won one step closer to the playoffs. Whoa! For both of our teams. Yeah, you're welcome. Wait, who'd you beat? Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Nice big win. I think Atlanta stinks. <laughs> Watch I can't Jose Trevino first. Judges up. It's a pair this team is. I guess bad. I was Look, Judge, Rizzo, Donaldson, Stanton. I'm not a huge fan of most of those guys. And just hates this Yankees team. Come on. It's, it's not the fun youth Yankee team that they had a couple years ago. <laughs> With Andahar and Torres Although these coming batting up. averages are god-awful. Who is? The whole lineup's batting averages uh, are god-awful. Terrible. Judge is the only one over 300. <laughs> he is the entire team. That's if they walk him. Did they get the I, first hitter out? Yeah, they did. I mean, obviously. It was like a weak pop-up to, like, second baseman. Is anyone so, drinking Jack- anything while we're uh, waiting for this? What was that? Is anyone drinking anything while we're waiting for this? We haven't had a beer review in, like, a month. <laughs> I'm not. Go ahead, Roland. I picked up this one. There's a, it's, um, who makes this? Pipeworks? They make, like, these, an IPA series, Ninja vs. Unicorn. And they have, like, different kinds of IPAs and, like, all different little caricatures that are on it. And this one's a double IPA percent. It's pretty good. The only thing that gets me is it has, like, unfiltered hops. And sometimes I'll get it, like, at the end of the can, and it's not the most pleasant thing in the world. Other than that, pretty good. Pretty good. I haven't been drinking too many IPAs. Lately. Oh, sorry. What happened? That he just missed it. That was his pitch. There must be one up pitch o- behind you. Up and away. Yeah, I'm watching the game day here. <laughs> he must be such a massive beast. Remember when we saw him in spring training? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a man child. Huge. <laughs> And then he ripped a home run that game. He did. That, that was the year before his big season, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, this guy's going to be good. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, like 50 home runs that season. Such an unbelievable season. Both the rookie okay. home run records are held in New York right now. Oh, Alonzo and Judge, right? Yep. Oh, it doesn't look good. He's going for the home run and he, and he whiffed badly. Two two, Rich. Two two count. In play. Two two. Oh, we got out. Flies out sharply to center. Ah. Uh, All right. Tommy's going to take us out. Uh, for Roland Barrielli, Rich Cagle, Dan Mara, and myself, Tommy McGraw. Thank you for listening to Last Man's Opinion, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Boom.
नेक्स्ट आवे